So I got a camera in July and it's literally changed my life. But before I get into that, I just want to say happy holidays to everyone out there. This is Fresh in the Mixtape. Uh, I'm your host, Willie. I've done a horrible job at posting on here for so many reasons. Uh, and the main one was, you know, the leadership thing that I was working on. It just took a lot of energy out. It wasn't a sexy topic. It wasn't really answering any questions. Uh, so fast forward to me just playing more with my camera. Um, it's pretty much taken over my life um, in so many ways. And, you know, I want to talk about that and uh, just going into the new year, like what the what the plan is, because uh, my plans change every not every second, but uh, they change frequently. You know, I've been here uh, three and a half years now from Denver, and I probably have like nine or ten jobs. And I used to really pride myself on you know, trying to be at a place, you know, for a good amount of time, or was it really just so your resume looked good? Uh, but I had a lot of good moments with a lot of companies. So I stayed, I got to travel a lot, uh, you know, leaving San Antonio to go run Chicago, uh, going to Houston, uh, you know, taking the position in Denver, and then, you know, getting to Vegas. Um, But yeah, I've had like nine, nine, ten jobs here in Vegas. And I'm not going to lie to you, like the last two or three, I just like dipped um, or got fired. Man, there's just something like inside of me that I don't know. I feel like I've maybe been allowed. I've allowed myself to be placed in this box. Uh, and I, I, I guess I liked it, if that makes any sense. Um, a friend of mine back in San Antonio, uh, I think this is when I got the tap on the shoulder uh, went, uh, to go run Chicago for National Retail for T-Mobile. And uh, my homeboy sent me this, this meme from Charlie Rose, and it says, it said, I learned more from saying yes than saying no. I learned more of my life from saying yes than saying no. And it just really stuck with me. And so like I was not the yes man to say yes to the company, but if you're saying, hey, you want to go run Chicago? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was born in Alaska. I grew up in Germany. Um, naturally, my allergies do very well in cold weather cities. Uh, although I was not expecting how cold it would be in Chicago. However, um, I always wanted to kind of be prepared for an opportunity in the sales world. There's always things moving around. Someone wants this job. Someone wants to move over here. Uh, so, yeah, I uh, I was able to do that. Um, but I didn't do anything else. I... I think for so long, I just went through this stage in my life where... I wasn't even thinking about being creative in the sense of just like just doing things that I want to do. I still haven't gotten my Scott Ivan license yet. It just hasn't timed up. That's happening this year coming up. Um, but in the sales world, it was always like, you know, a couple cell phones, laptops, you know, conference calls, you know, meetings, conference calls, 
reports, expense reports, putting out fires, like, like subconsciously you're, you're in this world that you forget that you're in because for one, like you enjoy it, you know, um, and being a remote manager is super dope. Because uh, if you're good, you can disappear, you know. Um, I can say this now, but I mean, there's a few times I can do my job from Vegas. I come here, hit the couple, hit the craps table, or actually blackjack back then because I was a, a crackhead with the blackjack. That happened in Chicago, Rivers Casino. That all happened there. But uh, yeah, you know, you could make sure that your team was ran because you're on conference calls and, and all this anyway. Like you're working from your phone, like no one knows where you're at. Um, if you have a good team, you can do those things. If you don't have a good team, you can't do those things. So you have to make a decision. Um, so it was cool. And I just remember getting to Denver, being in Denver. Um, I knew at that point I had to get out. So fast forward three and a half years here in Vegas. Uh, this last July... I bought my first camera and it was initially for the podcast slash YouTube channel. Like I didn't know that, um, you know, I'd want to be like a photographer and doing portraits and really just exploring all of the millions of things that you can do with a camera that you spend a couple couple bucks on. Uh, my kit lens for my Sony a6100, I think was like 850, nah, I, th- nah, I think it was like, it was like in the 800 range uh, for my a6100 and my, uh, my kit lens. It's like a, I think a 16 to 50 millimeter. Um, so, a couple of things happened kind of quickly. My homeboy from San Antonio, Chris Ray, happened to be coming out uh, to Vegas for a family event. And uh, he knew I got my camera. Uh, I've known this cat for forever. We used to work at Just for Feet way back. So if, if, you're, a, if you're a sneakerhead, uh, and you're definitely an 80s baby. You probably know about Just for Feet. 13th pair was always free had the popcorn the popcorn in that bad boy popping with the basketball court you know what i'm saying so good games in that bad boy too so i've known chris for a very long time he came out here uh we went to allegiance stadium he brought his lights out like he brought he brought some shit i haven't i've never seen anything like that like my man had all kinds of gear i'm like creaming on myself um and immediately I was just completely hooked on what a camera could do so fast. Uh, and the pictures came out dope. Um, lighting is, is, is an element that, you know, you can get the hang of it things can just can just turn out crazy sick so uh my homeboy ivy came out that night too um uh to mess around and 
Um, I thought that was just super dope. Uh, for one, that he took the time to, you know, you know, show me like what he uses, how he's holding his lens, how to how to take my lens off, how to hold my camera, uh, and most importantly, like understanding how to shoot in manual mode from the jump. Uh, you know, there's tons of YouTube channels out there where, you know, people get their camera and, uh, or they spend a good amount of money on a camera and they shoot in auto mode. And I know it can be a little tough because the, the camera can do so much. I'm still figuring my camera out. Um, shooting in manual mode is, I think, the best way to start figuring out how how it works. I don't have all these phrases down, but, you know, definitely understanding what your ISO, your shutter speed, and your aperture can do. Um, It is the one thing that I've been able to get my hands on ever that moves as fast as my brain. And the camera pretty much webs everything in my life together. And I finally gotten like comfortable in a sense of how I want to go into 2022. And um, so what I've been doing kind of like on the back end is working out really, really hard. Uh, all the videos and stuff that I'm capturing now, I'm using for like a, a video that I'm gonna put out at the beginning of the year um, for my YouTube channel. And it's gonna be one of the things that I'm gonna separate from Willie's World LV. Um, because at some point, I've said this before, like to some people that you know I'm close with or have given me the opportunity to run my mouth. Um, I feel like I can compete and uh, get on stage and in place and Mr. Olympia men's physique. I have the body to do it. Um, And uh, so many times I've told myself that, uh, you know, I'm really going to get in there. And I tell a lot of people that, too. So I do that to kind of like, you know, self accountability is some point you're going to say you're either going to start running your mouth because people are at some point are going to be like okay we don't listen to this cat or when is he going to do something and I ask myself that um you know I ran college track and uh not once did I ever feel like I was at my full potential. You know, I was in La La Land. My head wasn't even on straight. And now just understanding more of how my body works at this point in my life. Um, like, I feel great. Uh, I really want to challenge myself to see, like, where is my full potential? Um, so what I've been working on heavily is my chest and my shoulders uh, definitely my upper chest and you'll start to see me getting my chest right like just it smashes everything because my shoulders are gonna they're working on you know my calves are, are popping out uh, things are just really getting in place and then uh, I've given the world a break 
for so long by not really focusing on my legs. And my legs just used to be like the biggest body part on my body. Um, so I put in a huge monster workout uh, a couple days ago to get back in that rhythm. Um, I haven't deadlifted in probably eight to 10 months. So I got a good deadlift workout. So uh, I'm going to track everything I do fitness wise on on just one channel. We'll figure that out. Um, you know, Willie's World LV for me is just kind of my world. Um, so the focus really is just going to be the fitness part um, and the food. And I'm going to try to just not to become a sushi expert, but uh, I really want to get well educated and knowledgeable on uh, you know, the variations and the types of quality of sushi. Cause there's a lot of great food here in Vegas. Uh, and there's a lot of people here visiting, you know, we're going to have the Super Bowl here, the draft, the pro bowl. Like there's just so many places to eat. I just want to kind of want to highlight some of those things for people who are coming out to Vegas. Um, you know, I get people from Texas, uh, or I used to, cause I, I guess I kind of told a lot of them to F off, <laughs> Uh, you know, people would be like, hey, man, like, what's, where's, where's there to go eat and what's there to do in Vegas? And I don't know if it's just me being like a, a jerk, but, you know, I'm a sales guy. Like, it's a whack question, bro. It's a whack question. What do you mean what's there to do in Vegas? Why are you coming here? Why'd you book that flight? Like, how do you want me to answer that? What's there to do in Vegas? Well, I, I don't know. Maybe I am being a jerk. But, like, for real, like, you're going to activate whatever vice you want to activate when you get here. I have no idea what you've been dreaming about, of what you can do in Vegas. Anything is possible in Vegas. However, you know, especially when people come in groups, like, that's six people that want to do six different things, you know? Uh, so I have people break off and people get lost. And that's cool. Like, that's how you figure things out in Vegas. But uh, I love to eat. I love how I live in a city where there is all you can eat sushi. And I'm just now understanding why people were telling me about this Korean barbecue. People have told me about Korean barbecue like for three years. I'm like, no, no, I don't understand Korean barbecue. Nah, I'll eat. No. I finally went to Mr. Kim's um, in Town Square. It's kind of a, a overload because either I was high, well, I was high. However, I don't, I didn't ever get an explanation of what the meat was because the meat comes out raw, and so it's all red, you know. Um, and if the person you go with has been there multiple times, <laughs> and it's your first time, they're just rocking and rolling. They're trying to grub, so like you didn't really get the breakdown of what this is and that is. Uh, but for the value of what you can get for all you can eat, a Korean barbecue and sushi, uh, especially on sushi because the menu is robust if you actually get down. People are just getting rolls. After three rolls, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're done. Like you can't get anything else, man. There's mussels on there. There's the gyoza. There's, man, there's just so many options on an all-you-can-eat sushi menu um i think it's amazing so 
Uh, and then obviously, you know, doing the whole rideshare thing, uh, I pick up and drop people off at places I don't get to see, so or I wouldn't normally go to. Um, and if you know Vegas or you've heard of Vegas, you know, Spring Mountain is Chinatown here, and uh, I have been up and down Spring Mountain a million times, even more so doing do, uh, doing rideshare, and. I've never dropped someone off at the same spot. It's always a new spot. Like you always see something new Um, and there's tons of food. And so, you know, now that we have NFL football, we have so many events, we have, you know, basketball going on, uh, boxing fights, you know, sometimes, well, not, well, the strip's congested and oftentimes things on the strip are expensive. So when people are like, hey, you know, we're here on the strip, great for you I'm not really going down there I'm not going to the strip paying $15 for a drink bro like I live here I can get twisted at home you know what I'm saying like there's just too many options to be drinking on this strip like um you know so I'll go down there with the suite um so I can be in the right mode but you know I can gamble, play crafts for a little bit, get a couple drinks and do it that way. But, uh, and then, you know, just depending on, you know, who's coming in and, 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 you know, what people want to do, you, you break some of those rules. Uh, But with so many people coming into Vegas, so just imagine CES coming up, um, capacity or not, it's just more people in town. And so you have to make reservations if you're on the strip, you know, prices and, um, you know, having to move around. There's so many things around Vegas that are close to the strip, um, you know, that you just wouldn't normally know because when you're in Vegas, the strip is big. There's lights like you can get sucked in and consumed. And so in a long winded ass way, uh, I want to use the Willie's World to highlight those places. Um, and I was getting real caught up on how the video looked and the editing and the format, you know, because I know naturally just being like a competitor and, and an athlete and like a soldier, like you just, you just have this competitive nature about you. Like, um, you're putting out a product or you're putting out something that people are going to critique. And every time I hit submit, like more of that, fuck, it just comes out. Like I already have that mentality, like. Like, I don't care. Uh, but, you know, when I first got my camera, like, I know some people that I'm really cool with that do, like, some shit with the camera. Uh, Light Skin Trey, I met him at Tarkanian Gym. Uh, my boy Ivy. Um, Tay, uh, who we hoop with at EOS. Um, I just met a cat, uh, an Uber. Uh, his name is Chester, like... Man, like, sick. There are so many things that you can do with the camera. It's just like put me in this bubble. Um, I can't remember the last time I went out and like had a cocktail. And like Velveteen Rabbit's like my favorite bar in Vegas. Um, I know they have a new Christmas menu out, I believe. Um... But since I left Resorts World, or, you know, I got fired from there, um, that was in July, August, I've really just been doing Uber um, and and playing with my camera. I feel so free. I feel like 
I can break the rules and bend the rules because I'm creating these rules. And it doesn't have to make sense to anyone. Like, I think that's fucking sick, man. You know, I haven't told a lot of you guys or I haven't spoken a lot about like my background. Like, I kind of asked myself, like, why am I this weirdo? I question it, you know, like I feel like it's a human thing that's done is kind of question. I've questioned my existence and my being like, why, like, why, why, why? Like, how did I go from here, 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 here? Somebody were to say, hey, you know, like, what do you think of Willie? Somebody might be like, man, he thinks he fucking knows it all. Um, and I don't know it all. I feel like I know a good amount about a lot of different things. So I got, I'll give you guys kind of like a just quick little background of my travels and like why this camera just like works for me. So I was born in Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, I grew up in Germany. Um... My dad was also stationed. He was Air Force, was stationed at Cannon Air Force Base in Clovis, New Mexico. So that's where grandma lives on my mom's side. Um, my dad's side was in uh, is Beaufort, South Carolina. So, you know, born in Alaska. I'm growing up in Germany. And during the summers when my brother and I were getting selected to All-Stars, we had to come back over here. Uh, <laughs> it sucked until you got here. Um, so a lot of the youth was in Germany, Clovis, New Mexico, um, and Beaufort, South Carolina with the, the gang of cousins. My dad's got 12 brothers and sisters, fucking, fucking nuts. Um, so a little after the Berlin Wall went down, like early nineties, uh, my dad, uh, got stationed. Uh, we were in Spain, Dahlem Air Force Base in, uh, in Germany. Uh, that's near like Bitburg, Frankfurt, um, Rhein-Main, if you guys are looking for like a big area on the map. But, uh, I grew up, um, in Spain, Dahlem Air Force Base in Germany. It's fucking shit growing up in a German city. So already as a youth, before I'm like even in middle school, like I'm growing up in a foreign country. And so my lens as a young kid is candy out in the fields, German towns, old, old rustic villages, um, bratwurst, fucking Oktoberfest, um, Bitburger pills, uh, the sauerkraut, the broaching bread, the paper candy. You know, we used marks and finnings was the currency back then before the euro came. Um, some of you guys who are listening don't even know what marks and finnings are. Um, that's how old I is. Uh, you know, I guess we grew up like in a military housing place. It was off base. Um, but... Oh, I'm even skipping the city. I did kindergarten in Sacramento, California. This is when uh, laser tag was uh, was popping as a youngster. That's where I first learned how to ride a bike. Uh, I went to Dudley D. Dragon Elementary School. I remember a girl named Laura Elder stole my, stole my bike. It was like my kindergarten crush. So yeah, 
born in Alaska, grew up in Germany, uh, did school in Sacramento, California, and San Antonio. So uh, after high school, uh, had a track scholarship at UTSA, um, head wasn't on straight. You know, I was chasing, chasing girls and, and n- no idea what was going on, but just exploring life and just kind of just, just uh, connected with people that were high energy and wanted to do some cool stuff. Uh, that's what I did. Uh, after my third year of college, you know, cheating on your girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend is dating the guy in the building behind you in Mavericks, apartment 904. Whew, boy. Uh, so my third year in college, the girl that I was dating on the track team was dating the guy behind me with the motorcycle. Uh, so I'm seeing her walk by with and without this guy. Like, what <laughs> I did deserve it. I mean, I I was probably the best worst college student uh in San Antonio. Um so long story short, uh one of the homies at school, uh the twins, Gary and Gabe Salinas. Um I think I just saw on Gabriel Salinas's uh LinkedIn. He just uh, graduated from University of Houston Dallas. Congratulations, brother. Miss you and love you. Uh so long story short, Gary wants to stay at school. Gabe and his family are like, hey, you know, uh, through family connections, we can do contract work in Afghanistan. You can't go out there by yourself. If Gary's going to stay here, who's going to go with you? Somehow my name came up. Who'd be the crazy guy to go with you and just drop everything? Um, so as a 19, 20-year-old kid, um, I went to Kandahar, Afghanistan. Uh, started off working in the DFAC, which is the dining facility. Uh, I was in there for three months and two days to be exact. I broke a record getting out that bitch because, you know, uh, one of the main things that requires uh, a base to function is uh, is food. You got to feed the soldiers. So those jobs are very, very hard to get out of. Uh, easier to get in, hard to get out of as far as like promotions and things like that. So I'm working like in the DFAC, man, having a fucking ball, um, working 12 hours a day, seven days a week, making five grand a month tax free in Afghanistan. And I am figuring the world of fucking war as a 20 year old kid by myself with my homie uh, in Afghanistan. Now, mind you, um, Gabe didn't explore Kandahar like I did. He stayed in the tent. And if any of you guys can understand or know anyone who's been in Kandahar, Afghanistan, the magnitude of this base is massive. And I was all over every single piece of Kandahar. They called it Calf Candyland. Um... So yeah, my third year of college, I dipped. I wasn't having fun running track, man. I remember my senior year, I ran hurdles of six times. Uh, I ran a 13.9. I was ranked six in, the, six in the nation. And I was seven stepping to the first hurdle. Seven stepping. Long story short, uh, because I was an athlete at John Jay, it wasn't the school's fault. It was my fault. Uh, I was like two points short of my SATs. Uh, to accept scholarship at Texas Tech, where I had signed my letter of intent to go run with Coach Kitley. Uh, so I sat out a semester, went to Vista, ended up at UTSA. So from the jump, I just felt like a huge failure, a huge failure, like straight up. Um, 
so yeah, I ended up going to UTSA and then Coach Q changed my seven step in to eight step in. I'm like, bro, I'm getting to the hurdle faster than anyone. I wasn't running up. I wasn't running down to the hurdle. I was still running up and over the hurdle, but I was getting there before anyone. He changed that from the jump. Anyway, um, so I'm in Afghanistan running my mouth, asking questions. I'm seeing, you know, my dad was Air Force, but this is in Germany. Like I wasn't in a wartime environment um, in, in, in Germany. Like I remember us processing after Houston. We were Houston for like two or three weeks processing. Uh, we finally get to Afghanistan. I remember landing in the C-130 um, and the door opened like, it's like you were, you know, you see those videos, like how heaven's gate opens up. It's just real bright, like, at first, it was like shining, like bright light, like you didn't hear anything. And then you start seeing like dust move. And then there's, you know, not not like guns and stuff, but like people at the range. Like you start hearing the action of the base. I remember this guy opening the door. He's like, I'm not fucking getting off this plane. I'm not getting off this plane. I'm not getting off this plane. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, from the jump, like. Kandahar was like the dopest thing to me. I was like, man, fuck San Antonio. I just wasn't having fun. I had fun, but just didn't have like a purpose or anything. So uh, I'm in Afghanistan and the first month was the hardest month. Like the thing that had me going was there's no way, there's no way I was, I was going home. I was staying at least six months. I was staying at least six months, not even for the money. Like, I just wanted to get away. I grew up moving around. We moved around every three years. Like, ah, okay, so I'll stop there. I'll talk about the whole Afghanistan thing because there's stuff that I can't say, like uh, just messing in the S- messing around in the SF compound. Ah, oh, stories. Anyway, so after Afghanistan, uh, I come back to San Antonio, 05. Working at Gold's Gym. Homeboy sees me. Uh, I used to work at Just for Feet way back in the day. Um, he brings me on to T-Mobile. And then there's my sales career. 05, November 2005. Started off at uh, T-Mobile Ingram Park Mall. Store 816. Um, and then uh, with T-Mobile, just long story. Uh, I was San Antonio, Chicago, uh, Houston. And then Wireless Advocates. Um supporting like you know verizon t-mobile at&t and sprint in the costcos uh most recently in denver so um i moved around a lot i've seen a lot as a contractor um we as an expatriate uh, if you had the option to where your money was tax-free you could only spend 36 days a year in the states or they taxed your money so if i wanted to come home um, you know, you can go home once, but if you want to go home a second time, uh, I would fly through Mexico City, then go to Nuevo Laredo, hop across the border, take a bus, a Greyhound to San Antonio. And I'll never do that again because I'm surprised I'm even here to talk about that. Uh, that was back in 05 when I did that shit. Crazy. Like 04 when I did that. Whew. I cried a lot that weekend. A lot. Um, and so just imagine like, 
going to Afghanistan or or going to a vacation like we would probably leave Houston, uh, either go to Frankfurt, which I'm familiar with as a kid because, you know, hey, you know, I grew up in Germany. So we either go through Frankfurt um, or Charles de Gaulle in Paris, which I hate. I just, the airport just just starts off. Paris just starts off shitty with Charles de Gaulle Airport. It's been a while. So, um, And then depending on the flight and stuff, we'd go through Dubai. And those are just the main stops. Getting to Afghanistan, once we got past like Germany and stuff, we'd go through, we'd go through a place called Tashkent, Uzbekistan. And that's another world for you. Um, ask contractors about that city. Um, you know, this is where you see kids on the road with nothing on and they'll take anything you have. So not only am I like in a wartime environment in Afghanistan, I'm seeing other third world countries. Uzbekistan, um, Tashkent, you know, being in Afghanistan, you know, you, and you, you see other different places. Um so yeah, like I grew up seeing a lot of different things, and I think because of that, I have like this chip on this on my shoulder that I carry around, that just reminds me, like, man, there's just more to what is inside this fucking box, and I think the thing about leadership that just drove me up the wall was, and maybe in, and just in life, like no one's going to tell you shit unless you either ask or just start being curious. And because at a young age, like I thank my dad for that so much, like I've seen a lot of shit. So when I'm sitting still, not doing anything, um, I have to get up and go like and as I've gotten older, I'm just like, man, like, what are we doing? You know, we've all lost people recently you know, during Corona and even non-Corona related, uh, uh, reasons. Um, I don't know about you guys, but man, I'm just like, fuck, man, if I get hit by a fucking bus, who's telling my story, man? Like, who's telling my story? Like, what do I have when I'm gone? Like, what am I leaving behind? You know? Um, so... This camera just allows me to just put things together. Uh, so many ideas in and out of my head that I can now figure out how I can position the camera, the settings. Um, so I'm going to do Willie's World LV. It's going to be me in my world of Las Vegas. Um, there's a lot of homeless people out here in Vegas. If anyone is curious, go off for Master Lane. Um, my homeboy uh, Taylor was talking about camping out there for some YouTube content and just showing people like what it's really like. Um, I'm just really big on information and I just want to provide some information. Uh, the hardest thing about the YouTube thing and getting that popping is like a lot of people say, hey, you have to have like a page that either answers questions or it's got to be a certain topic and that's fitting inside a box. So I've gotten past the part of anyone saying like, man, where's this guy going? Well, it's called Willie's World for a reason. Like you're in my world. 
I happen to live in one of the best cities on the entire planet. You can't dispute that. You either want to come to this city, you've been here, or you're planning to come back. Or if you don't want to come back, it's because you, the vices got activated and, you know, you're not the sole decision maker and you come into Vegas. So you're, you're, you're praying that your company is planning that, that next quarterly meeting here. Or you're a part of CES, so you, hey, wifey can't tell you no then. Or the mister. I'm joking. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, so I'm in Vegas, man. You know, I'm from Texas. Uh, I went home for the first time for my brother's wedding in April. And that was very, very hard. I don't really talk about that whole experience. Uh, but just being back in, in San Antonio uh, and in Houston, it was like everything was on slow-mo. And I don't like that. Uh So yeah, I got this camera back in July and I finally figured out that I can just put everything together. Uh, I want to be able to capture moments. I want to be able to create moments. I want to tell stories. Now when I'm watching movies, like I'm watching Underground 6 like every day just on the camera movements of how I can get my gimbal to manipulate this type of scene or movement with what I currently have. I'm not buying any more gear. So, like everything I watch now, like these commercials and and things like that, man, I can touch all that. (coughs) It's, It's amazing. You know, not even since uh, I left Resorts World have I applied for a job in hospitality. I so badly wanted to be like a really great bartender. And that's another thing about Vegas that I really love um, for myself is like I can take an instant 90 degree change in direction. And uh, I gave the corporate life to come here. I gave it up. Like, I ran away from it. Like, I was just like, nah. Um, it was very, very hard. You know, the title, being a remote manager, you know, the perks, the travel, all that cool shit. There wasn't any substance for it. Um, even coming here, getting in, trying to get into bartending, like, when corona happened. Um, like, what the fuck? Like, so I've always been very, very good at just adjusting and adapting. And um, I've never been... Um, one afraid of hitting reset. I've traveled to seven different cities in five years by myself. So it's just always been me. That's why like music is, that's why music in this camera, like all the things that I was going through by myself while I'm traveling, working in these cities, like slaving to the, slaving to the, the salary and the time clock, like wasn't expressing myself I was holding all of these things in like being in Chicago fucking dope ass city in Chicago but all I was doing was working playing blackjack in Rivers Casino because I didn't want the girlfriend in San Antonio like freaking out like what are you doing where are you going why are you there well I'm in fucking Chicago I want to explore I didn't do that um
I'm just in a space now where I'm I'm just going to let out all of the things I feel like God has allowed me to see and touch and put together in my life. And this fucking camera is amazing. You know, I don't ask people for like portraits. I'm not like, like I'm in a place right now where I'm just, I'm just playing around having fun. Like I see a video on YouTube or on Instagram and I'm like, oh, oh, okay, cool. Like right now I'm working on, on long exposure at night, uh, being able to capture, uh, it's just, and it's so funny now how seven months down the road, I'm able to like, I'm proficient with my camera. Um, when I go back, if any of you guys are listening, get on my Instagram. It's a uh, fresh seven zero two one zero. It's a mixture of San Antonio and Vegas. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. But I believe it's a photo that I did uh, of a young lady who was actually from Texas. I believe Dallas, and. Uh, I swindled her in to taking a whack photo. And if you scroll down, uh, I'm doing this from my other phone so I don't lose the recording. But I believe it's like July, mid-July. Yeah, it's mid-July. She's at one of the uh, water uh, statues by Caesars. And I'm trying so hard to fix this picture. It's just too blue. And I didn't know until someone that was in the photography saw. I was like, bro, your white balance is off. Just like that quick. I was on Photoshop for hours. Lightroom, like, bro, you know, I'm a pretty, pretty smart cat. This isn't going away. Like, so it's, it's from the camera. It was the settings. So now I understand that. So if you go back, um... Look at this thing. Yeah. July 15th. Her name was Brianna underscore shadows. I think she blocked me because the photo was so whack. Very, very pretty chick too. So, yeah, I'm going to get my skills up. I'm going to get some lighting and some things ready for the new year. I'm going to go ham with the fitness. Uh, I'm going to get sexy as fuck. And even if um, the the competing doesn't go the way it is, uh, you know, I'm going to use me working out on my fitness and my eating and going out and I'm use that for content and collaborating with others. Because we're in Vegas, man, like, you know, sexy sells. Uh, you'd be an idiot to not to not uh, admit that. Um, and uh, your boy can be extra sexy. So just want to talk about this camera and just what it's done for like my psyche. Um, I've never talked about this publicly either. And I've never been tested for it. I think my mom will agree that she should have and she never did. And for some reason, I was able to flourish and be good without it. But I have some kind of form of ADD or ADHD. I think that's clear and evident. And I don't know if it's like a depression thing or like a... Um, a uh, uh, 
like a multiple personality type thing. Um, there's just moments where like a couple of days will pass by. Like I'll just get in a rut that I don't want to move or do anything. Um, like something will get me down and, and it's tied everything in my life together that if something is wrong, I don't, I don't mess with it. I, I don't do anything. And so what I've been working on, like mentally is just trying to like, you know, compartmentalize different things. And the cameras allowed me to do that. Like for any reason, like I'm feeling like something is not going right or I'm frustrated about something. I can pick up my camera and do anything with it. I can do long exposure. I can work on my 70 millimeter. I can put it on my tripod. I can just start recording and expressing myself and I don't have to post it like it's not on my phone and so then I start playing with the settings oh it didn't look right oh my lighting's over here and then I just go into a different world and just allows me to keep moving um I don't often look for Adderall but when I do get my hands on it um Like that sales business willy running like 100 stores, like that energy comes out. Uh, yeah. So. I just am so happy with the camera, and I'll tell anyone out there that's listening. If you have a camera, use it. Um, take pictures of someone else. Just imagine, like, I take my camera everywhere, right? So this is how I know that I can be successful in this industry and in this field, because I have, I, I have a couple of huge advantages. I don't say they're huge. Well, yeah, I think they're huge, because they're just big for me. I don't have a problem talking to anyone if I so choose to. I can be moody. So if someone's energy is coming at me and I've already chosen it to be like down, like medium level, like I, I won't waste any energy trying to get someone up to my energy because I, I wake up wired, you know, like that's just me. I wake up, I wake up on coffee. Right. Um, and then, you know, I ride share. So just imagine the amount of people that I, 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 I can control that. If I want to drive all day, I can get more people in the car. And out of every 10 rides, I'd say six to 10 of them have multiple passengers in there. I can change the screen in my car to do any background. Right now, I just have my Longhorn logo on there. You know, are you from Texas? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> hmm. How do you know that? Because that fucking burnt orange logo with the back background is fire in the car. And it's dark. Like, you're going to see that. At some point, I'm going to have Willie's World on there or Willie's Fit and trying to control my space. How can I use these things to my advantage? Hey, I'm an Uber driver. I can put my Instagram page decal on the side window. So while you're sitting there on your phone for at least 10 minutes, you're going to stare at fresh 70210. You know that movie uh, with Will Smith? He's in... Um, He's in New Orleans. He's the sales guy with Margot Robbie. Um, forget what it's called. Uh, I won't spend time on it. But um, when they're planning the big heist with the Chinese guy, you know, he starts seeing the number three everywhere. Like they plan it into a psyche all day, right? So just imagine 
You're sitting in the back of the Uber car and this nice bright logo from the front that you can't take your eyes off says Fresh in the Mixtape. Or it says Willie's World Las Vegas. Or if you look to your window because you're looking out on the strip, on the inside it says Fresh 70210. Or it has the page of what I want you to focus on. So for those five, 10 minutes on an average trip, like you're in my world. And then we're having a conversation like, it's just crazy. Like, I often think sometimes like, not often, but every now and again, I'm just like, man, I used to be this corporate guy doing X, Y, Z. And now I'm Uber driving in Vegas with my cami cam. I take my camera everywhere. So when someone sees someone with the camera, hey, bro, are you a photographer? I always say I'm working on it. I'm getting there. Um, and if you know you have some time, I'd love to take some photos of you. So uh, I think when people see a camera, they they even go into a different world. I think there's everyone out there who wants to have a great photo taken of them, right? Don't you want to have a couple of cool photos that are professionally done, you know, either headshot, you know, nice professional shot and then it comes to holidays and family and kids and animals and the parks i have mountains here we have the snow utah la arizona all four or five hours away so this is it god intended me to be able to go and see all of these places and have all of those adventures so that I could come to Vegas and just pour my heart out with this camera and uh, (laughs) I just have a huge smile on my face Um, I hope you guys are having a great one happy holidays to you I'm not uh, like a, a, a holiday Grinch but I spent a lot of holidays, man, just traveling and and living in cities by myself. Uh, You know, I've kind of punished myself really for living further and further away from Texas, but it's been great for the soul nonetheless. Um, So I kind of get quiet during the holidays. Um, I try to just stay busy and active and, and, uh, you know, I have kids, so I don't, you know, I don't do the whole uh, dress up and stuff like that and things but uh i do drink a ton of hot chocolate you know what i'm saying i do do the uh the eggnog with the el presidente my boy mace taught me that but um i have to show myself like what i can do with this camera and uh, i'm gonna create moments and do some pretty exciting stuff with it uh just allows me to stay vulnerable um and uh i'm gonna get my fitness right so I'm gonna, I'm kind of hiding myself, no more uh, shirt off during the Instagram and things like that. But uh, your boy's gonna get fucking thick. Uh, and guess what? <laughs> fucking recording all of it <laughs> with my camera and my GoPro and my phone. Because I know that I can just save that, put it on a big computer screen, put those clips together in, and start splitting and cutting and 
working on transitions. <laughs> Happy holidays to you all. Um, hope you enjoyed this. Uh, I have so much more that I'm going to keep talking about. This is originally going to be about, this one was originally going to be about my director in Denver. His name is Eric Sindelar. Um, I'm only saying his first and last name just because uh, he's one of the best leaders I've ever had. And because of a conversation we had when we came when he came to see me at one of my stores in Colorado Springs. Um, it's one of the reasons why I was able to come to Vegas or how it happened. Uh, and then I didn't want to talk about the whole leadership thing. Uh, I started staring at my camera on the tripod and got a hard on and, and wanted to talk about my camera and what I'm going to do with it. Uh, cause all I do is run my mouth. But, um, if you guys follow the Instagram fresh seven Oh two one Oh, you'll see that I'm working on my skills. Um, no real rules or, or anything I want to, I want to, uh, do, I know what I want to do down the road, but um, I'm working on just different techniques to help put together stories and fucking make movies. So wish you guys all the best. I said happy holidays like 10 times. Um, And as always, man, you know, if someone's having a hard time out there, man, like just remember the power and the impact of a smile you can put on someone's face. What you can do to someone's heart, man, by just smiling. So oftentimes, you, know, you just look past someone or you try to look through them. Um, and remember that everyone out there is going through something, man. Even the rich got issues, you know. Um, stay blessed. More content coming. Willie's World LV. Fresh in the mixtape. 2022 is coming. Let yourself loose, man. You only have one shot. Peace.